came down here to win championships. Not one, championships. Not LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome everybody to episode number six of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, I got another three battered fans. And let's go around the horn real quick before we get into the games. Let's start over here to my left. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Listen, I mean, we 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 come out of Chicago, the Windy City. 1-1. Not a big fan, but, you know, let's go. Solana, what's going on? What's going on, man? It's it's been a it's been a beautiful day in in the Solana household. You know, Uruguay picks up another win. I got my you know my Uruguayan boina on. I'm drinking a nice cold Mexican beer for my buddy JJJ having a big night. I ordered out Mexican tonight in honor of JJJ. So hey, it's a beautiful night in the household. Beautiful night. I thought you were wearing the hat because of Peaky Blinders or something like that. Nah, bro. There's a gaucho hat. Come on, bro. I don't know the what a gaucho blinders. is. Oh, you don't know what a gaucho is? Oh, bro. We're, we're going we're gonna to have to have a talk. I'm going to have to invite you over. <laughs> I'm going to have to cook you like a, a real palatada. Yeah. No, if you, got, if, you got some steak, if you got some steak going, I'm there. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. And Italy. What? The, oh, Italy came out with the rings. I think he's feeling good. How you doing, Italy? This guy's on his Pat Riley mode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing good. Italy's in the Euros now. I'm happy. Finally, something. And then, um, not that was bad about the first game, but the second game was better. But I'm doing good. It's very cold here in St. Louis right now. So, is and, it? Uh, yes, very cold. So, how cold are you talking? It is. It's thirty to forty right now degrees. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're we're in the eighties, so it's like yeah, yeah no, it's, 40, no it's forty more no than kidding. <laughs> no kidding, you're in the eighties. <laughs> All right, so now that we're Just done rub uh, it rub it in, rubbing it into Italy's face, uh, <laughs> we could feed the heat. Um, so we had two games since we last recorded. Obviously, we're going on a little earlier because of Thanksgiving break. So we got the back to back against Chicago, both in Chicago, which I thought was really weird. Uh, yeah. be- before we get into that, what do you think they did on their day off? Do you, like do NBA players go sightseeing? Is that what you do on a day off in the middle? Like I know Chris hates Chicago, so I know Chris wouldn't. Rumor do. has it, rumor has it, the bean is closed. Rumor has it. I don't know if that's true or not. How you could know, you close can, it? Isn't it in I the know, streets? But, I don't know. But it is an open park. Comments. It's literally an. Oh, it's literally an open park. I don't yeah, understand that, how it can be closed, but that's what a coworker told me. So I mean, somebody leave us in the comments when you watch the show. Is it closed? Is it not? I don't know. I've never been to Chicago, Chris. You know what? What can I, you tell me? I well, I I've been to Chicago, and Chicago is a nice. It's a nice city. Um, the Bean is literally sat back. like it's lit. Well, I mean, look. Other than their <laughs> hot dogs, like there's a place out there called Portillos. Like, don't even get me fucking started with that. Uh, t- the worst hot dogs you'll ever eat in your in your fucking life. But the Bean is literally sitting like in the middle of what looks as to be like a public park. So. I mean, maybe they have it, like, fenced off with, like, caution tape. Maybe somebody got murdered there. I don't know. Here's it's here's just... the three things I know about Chicago. And then Italy, you know, you can definitely for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're, right, up, know, you're right down the street. That, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, the three things I know about Chicago, Lollapalooza, all right, Lollapalooza. <laughs> I know Giordano's, 
Oh, that's that's that, that, right. that's the guts. Jordano's. Yeah. All right. And I know the Sears Tower. I don't even think it called that no more. So those are the three things I know about Chicago. Other than, you know, Jordan, whatever. But that, that's it. That's all I know. Never been there. Don't know anything about the city. So Italy, confirm to me. Little Italy is always a great place to go there. Cubbyville, if you if you're in your 20s and go to Cubbyville, that's the place to be. Downtown, lots of sites, a lot of things you can go down there. You can even go on a boat. And you can go around the around the river. I know they tape a lot of movies there, so you could see a lot of movies like filming there as well. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of like England a little bit in in because it, it rains a lot. It can rain a lot when it really rains, but in the summertime, it's just like St. Louis. It gets hot, it gets humid, but overall, it's really nice. It's very far from the suburbs, about three hours from the suburbs from downtown, but it's a great sports town, and um, yeah, it's pretty good. Train stations everywhere. I like it. Fuck the Chicago Bulls. Fuck Chicago. <laughs> Fuck all that bullshit. I was Michael Jordan is man. the fucking worst player man. of all time. <laughs> well, we're not going to get into that today. But that is what quite the hot take. That's not. Uh, that's not. You know, we're, we're not going to get into that. But we are going to get into the first game that happened on Saturday night. Um, it started hot. The, the ball yeah. was moving. The heat were up 22 oh. to 1 with five and a half minutes left. And it's like, ooh. This is not what you want to see. And that's literally what I was thinking. Because whenever a team starts that hot, eventually the law of average has to even out. You want to take, you want to go on a run like that, like late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. But you wasting that right in the beginning of the game. I was like, oh man, this isn't good. But to be fair, the Heat kind of kept them at a distance most of the game. But it was a hot start. They didn't, they scored, was it 22 points for the first five and a half minutes? Yeah. And then they scored four minutes the last. Uh, four points the last uh, five and a half minutes. So they obviously let Chicago back into it. And, um, I mean, it, it was a brutal loss. Uh, I'll start off with Solana. What did you think of Saturday's game? I mean, you, you said it, man. The one word to describe Saturday's game, brutal. I mean, you go up 20 to 1. I mean, you're sitting, you know, at Sports Grill, at Duffy's, Keg South. You know, take your pick a sports bar in Miami you're ha- you know you're cracking open you know probably your third beer if you're up 20 to 1 you know you're you're probably ordering some mozzarella sticks you're having yourself a good night and then they lose the second quarter they lose the third quarter and then you're you, you know you're sitting there and they're creeping back in and it's like you're not going to do this to me and then you end up crying by the end of the game and it's like why do you do this to me every single time bro like every single time Good thing Monday happened. Good thing Monday happened. That's all I got to say. No, for sure. Monday Monday didn't fully make up for it because it would have been nice to continue that win streak because it would be at nine right now. But yeah. definitely made up for it some. Italy, what did you think about Saturday's game? I was pissed because I saw it coming. I saw it coming. I saw it coming in the fourth quarter that we were just going to let them come back and let them come right back in and win. Listen, this is a team that is like – not doing that great. The Bulls, they are their identity. Every player could be traded. I know I'm, I'm, you know, that's a very a lot to say about that right now, but there's just, there's no connection. There's no nothing. But hey, it took advantage of us in the fourth quarter, last five minutes, and we lost and it sucked. And then thank God they made up for Monday because, man, that just looks bad on us. But we're okay now. Chris, uh, and you want to jump in on Saturday? I, I kind of disagree though, Italy. I don't think that I don't think that that debacle was like seen. Like 
we had a tremendous first quarter. And we had a pretty decent second quarter. Well, right? that first I quarter, I don't think was tremendous because it was a hot start. But they ended up it was an extremely points. hot start. But they, yeah, but they ended up with 26 well, points the whole first quarter. After. No, we ended with 26 points in the first quarter. They right, ended right, with but, 14 but, points. Right, what, what, what Danny's saying is that we started 20 to 1, but then they went on a 13 to 6 run. To oh, of course. Point. Yeah, which is fine. But again, we went on a blazing start. I can't see that the fourth quarter was going to pan out as badly as uh, as we expected. I mean, that was a it was a complete meltdown. But I mean, that's what you expect from this team. Like the fourth quarter is like the Achilles heel, which is funny because the game right after the fourth quarter, we won the fourth quarter in that mm-hmm. game. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I thought it was a good start. Obviously, it was a bad finish. It's two games that we should have walked away with a win with. And and we didn't. We dropped the ball. The second unit, I thought, let the heat down a lot that game. Oh, big time! I felt like that, that's when Kobe Kobe White, what's his name? Kobe White, the kid with the fro. He went to work from three. I felt like they just they the second unit just didn't perform. And then I was looking here at the stats from that game, and I was looking at the plus minuses because that's one of my favorite stats. <clears throat> and then uh, uh, Solana's boy Triple J, negative twenty five plus minus. Josh Richardson, negative twenty six. Caleb Martin, negative 14. Obviously, the Bulls took advantage of that second unit, and that's when they made their runs. Now, the biggest issue I had with, with, uh, with Saturday's game, because those things happen, you know, you can't win them all. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue was going into the fourth quarter, Bam was having a good game. He was 8 for 11. 8 for 11. You know how many shots he took in the fourth quarter? One. Bam cannot take just one shot in the fourth quarter, especially yeah. when you're having a good shooting and going eight for 11 going into that quarter. That to me was my biggest takeaway. I understand that Jimmy's the guy and Jimmy gets the ball in the fourth quarter, but Jimmy didn't have necessarily going all that hot that game. Jimmy was uh, eight. Oh, Jimmy was shooting not that bad either. He's eight for 16, but Bam has to get more involved. He needs to be more aggressive. I, like I told you before the season started, if this team is going to make another finals run, Bam needs to become that guy. To me, he has to be the guy. He's going to take over for Jimmy if that's what this team is going to end up doing. And, he, I mean, Saturday didn't look that way to me. Christmas well, and let's not, let's, not, let's not overshadow here Duncan Rangenson, okay? Because that man right there is, is on fire. Like he Duncan, is we trust, baby. Duncan, yeah. we trust. Yes. Duncan Ragenson is, is one of the probably, I mean, he is on, on another level right now. And the way that he's playing, again, it's something where, like, it's, it's something that I didn't expect in the beginning of the season. But the fact that he's been changing his game so, so, uh, so, so much better and, and, and starting to develop other plays, other, other ways of playing, I mean, he's lights out. He's lights out. Now, yeah, I mean, we, we, we said at the beginning of the season, and we keep reiterating it on every show, we said it was going to be key, number one, Danny said it was going to be key for the Heat to get to where they needed to get to, you know, over yeah. that hump, Bam needed to step up. Kind of like, if you remember, back in, you know, 2010, 2011, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade needed to pass the torch on to LeBron, uh, you know, after that, you know, after that flop of that first year finals, you know. It was kind of like that pass the torch. And that's kind of, I think, what's happening this year is you're seeing maybe Bam a little bit more aggressive. And that's what happened in that in that game. Danny said it. I mean, Bam only yeah. took one shot in a game that he was being super aggressive. He was playing very well in. And 
he stopped being aggressive and it kind of broke down our offense. And so that's really what we need. And, and I mean, not, not to continue, you know, a rant here, but uh, you know, again, well, you expected that him and, and Duncan to, to, to develop his game or, 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 or develop another fast to his game. That what that you know that we didn't just rely on a three pointer from him. That now he can drive the ball, he can dish. You know he becomes a little bit more, uh, you know maybe two or three dimensional than just a one dimensional three point shooter. So, well, I mean, I think that you just expected as as seeing Bam Adebayo the way that he's been playing, you just you just expected a little bit more aggressiveness in the fourth quarter to sort of take over and to be able to slow the game down. But the fact of the matter is, is that. In the fourth quarter, the Bulls took control, and they didn't slow the game down. They ended up playing at their pace, and unfortunately, I don't know if it's a schematic thing or if it was just a BAM thing, but he just wasn't able to take enough control to be able to to hold the possession, you know, long enough to be able to maintain the lead and and, and take the win. Well, Saturday, Jaime Jaquez didn't have his best game. And one of the biggest turnovers that game he, he thought he was Kevin Love, had an outlet pass, that he turned it over. They pushed it up the court real quick to Zach Levine. He had a three that cut the lead to like from six to three, and and then the Bulls were rolling from there. Um, not the best game, but Haywood hey, Highsmith, I said he needs to be the starter. He needs to yeah. start knocking down his shots. His defense is going to be what helps his team. In those two games that we just talked about, or we're about to talk about the second game, played 44 minutes. Seven points in those 44 minutes, zero points on Saturday night. So obviously yeah. he needs to take a step up and let's transition over to last night, Monday night. Uh, they get that win back. They split the two games. And um, I mean, we saved grace, I guess, by splitting the games. Solana, what did you think about Monday night's game? Look, I mean, I think the biggest thing that you can take away from Monday night's game was that the Bulls just didn't shoot you know, the, the three ball as well as they shot it the first night. I mean, they only shot yeah. it at about 100%. 29, you know, about 30% where the heat were at almost 49%. I mean, I think yeah. we've come to see in suppose, you know, positionless basketball that the heat are kind of a, you know, almost, I don't want to say a three and D, but they've become somewhat of a pit, you know, set the pick, set the pick, look for, you know, a, a, an inside shot. And if you can't find it, then look for your open three guy and, you know, hit the three. And if the Heat, you know, are going to rely on the three, I don't know if they're going to be able to win the finals, you know, unless they, you know, start to become a little bit more consistent. More, yeah, more efficient. Shot. with Right. Three right. Sure. Right. right. And so and I think Monday, too, yeah. yeah, Monday, that was, that was the big key because in every other stat, if you really start to look at it, I mean, Really, we out-rebounded them. Other than that, I mean, we out-rebounded them. But there was more assists. But every other thing, you know, they had more blocks than us. You know, they had uh, – the turnovers were kind of the same. Points in the paint were kind of the same. So everything was very similar. The biggest difference was, hey, we hit six more threes than they did. And the difference was – Shot almost 50%. Six, six threes. threes. The difference well, was and, the six threes. And I want to tell you – I want to – exactly. I want to mention something before. I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you off there, Italy, but But let me just finish this thought real quick. We're talking about a difference in the second game where Kevin Love went four for us. Well, well, he went two, um, I'm sorry, three for five behind the three-point line. Uh, Richardson went two for six, and Jacquez went three for four. Okay. In the in the first game, Love went one for six, Richardson went one for four, and Jacquez hit one of the only three-pointers that he took. So right there, you can tell that just by based on the percentages, 
that their shooting was a lot better in the second game than it was on the first game, right, Italy? Yeah, and the flow was better. Everything, yeah. the flow was better. They were passing right. They took the threes when they needed to do. Even Lowry almost going out of bounds on that left side and passed it all the way yeah. down to Duncan for that three. Everything just seemed like the old heat again going on that run. And and love. I, You know me, guys. I'm a love guy. And I love Kevin Love. So I, I like what he was doing. But overall, everything seemed better. The flow was better. And you got to bounce back. You got to bounce what? back. And we did bounce back. One of the things that I did realize in, in the second game versus the first game is, man, the ball rotation just got so much crispier. Like in terms of finding the right the right pass and finding the right moment to capitalize instead of sort of, you know, because you have like, you know, I, I you know, you grow up in, in learning basketball. You say, you know, make three passes at least in order to find an open shot. Like they literally move the ball enough to where they were able to find the best open shot available at the end of the distribution. So I mean, they, they made up for it, and they played a lot better. So, mm -hmm. Chris, do you think – sorry I cut you off, Dan Daniel. Um, yeah. Do you think everyone feasted? Seems like everyone – like Richardson got involved a lot. You saw Jaime get involved. It seemed like everyone even got their shot. Slam dunks everywhere. It seemed like once we get the more the bench involved, it seemed like things were more flowing better. Everybody did get it going. You you know that everybody gets it going when you look at the plus minus again. One of my favorite stats, and the only people with a minus are the two garbage time players, which were uh, Drew Smith and Orlando Robinson. They were the only minuses, minus six. Everybody else was a positive, was a plus. So um, everybody did cook. Jaime looked great last night, um, and then Haywood Highsmith. Again, only seven points, but much more productive than Saturday. One for one from three, which you want him to knock down those threes. And I thought Kyle, Kyle Lowry was playing great yesterday. Kyle Lowry is – he's one of those players that's going to frustrate the hell out of you a lot. Yes. A love-hate relationship. Right. You said the, you said the magical the word. Line. Yeah. But when you look at the, the stat line, you're like, man, he had a productive game. Like, yes. And then, I mean, last night he didn't frustrate anybody. But I'm saying in general – You'll, you'll see a game where he frustrates you outside of opening night when he just didn't take a shot, which was ridiculous, or took one shot. But he usually frustrates you, but then you look at the stat line, like, oh, okay, eight points, uh, six rebounds. Oh, no, sorry, five rebounds, six assists. Like, he'll probably take a charge here and there. Like, I want to introduce my boy solid. Chris. Yeah, I want to introduce my boy Chris to a word. Efficiency. Ooh, I thought you were going to say culture. Efficiency. No, no, sir. Now he knows culture by now. He we're six episodes in, Danny. He knows I mean, culture I'm literally by now. Bathing I mean, I, in culture. I mean, last week, last <laughs> week he got the introduction to, to me smoking culture. You know, we smoked culture. He got mm -hmm. the introduction to you know the culture hat. So he knows culture. This week it's all about efficiency. And I think that's what we're gonna do from now on, if that's all right with you guys. I think every week. We might do, you know, word of the program, you know, for, for <laughs> word Chris. of the show. Oh yeah, so 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 for Chris, so that he can, you know, maybe you know we can help him out, you know, with his ACT, SAT, you know, prep here, and uh, you know, get his vocabulary, you know, a, a little bit better. So uh, Chris is you know, actually we'll, a master we'll, we'll of words. You'd be surprised. No, I know he is. I know he is, but you know, oh, I'm so, with you it. Know, you can know, we? Can we each pick a word? I think I'm actually good with that because I feel like we need 
a hot word of the night. So <laughs> I'm totally good with that. But and I want to bring something up to you guys real quickly. And I don't know if I should be stressing about this, but this is something that I did bring up in the beginning of the season. Caleb Martin, should I be expecting more from him? Or like, are we are what we're getting from him? Is it acceptable? Because like he was he was one of the he was one of the increasingly better players towards the end of the season last year. And, and in the playoffs. Chaos, he just went yes, off. And in the playoffs. And then now we're talking about where, I mean, look, he's, he last game, I think he only got like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. No, 20 minutes last game, 15 minutes the, the game before. He's been getting some, I, I mean, I guess some decent minutes just in comparison to who's lined up on the team. But, I kind of expected a little bit more from Caleb Martin, guys. I, I don't know if I'm wrong for that, but I feel like we're not getting what we as Heat fans are expecting from Caleb Martin. Solano, you want to get that? or? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious, Chris. We as Heat fans, you know, what, what is it that we as Heat fans are expecting from Caleb Martin? Because, you know, we in, in Section the- 115 – and, and and I can represent Section 115, you know, with yeah. you know, heart and soul. We in 115 understand that, you know, in Spo's, you know, system of culture and system of positionless basketball, <laughs> where you need to hold on to the rope for 82 games plus, we understand, right, that these players can – you know, fit in and out of the system. Right now, it's Duncan's turn. You know, Duncan was out of the system in the playoffs last year. It was it was Martin's turn. You know, Martin goes out with injury, and it's Duncan's turn now. So eventually, Martin. You know, you know, you gotta always be ready. You know, and, and I love I love all my sayings here in my phrase, and I know you do too. And by the end of this, we're gonna spread the culture up the East Coast. I promise you. I promise you, we will. Uh, just to, to touch on, because I know what Chris is expecting is his playoff performance last year. So in the playoffs, he averaged 12.7 points, 5.4 assists. I'm sorry, rebounds, 1.6 assists, one steal, half a block, and he was shooting 42.3% from three. So obviously, he was playing much better last year in the playoffs than he did during the regular season. Because this is, he wasn't balling like that during the regular season consistently. Yeah. In terms of right. stat sheet, yeah. I mean, in terms of stat sheet, yeah. But what he's doing now is all the other things that you don't see on the stat sheet, which is, you know, filling in the gap on defense, closing out on the shooter. And, you know, whenever, you know, he has to make, you know, the, the, the two or, you know, drive to the basket or slash, he makes the right play. And, again, that's what Miami Heat basketball is all about. I, I wouldn't, Can I mention something, Danny, real quick, before you jump in and go wherever the hell you're going to go? Okay, this response to items that I'm bringing up, if the answer is culture, I'm starting to make it really unacceptable. Okay, guys? This, I, I, it's unacceptable in my eyes. I need a no, real man. response. I might show up with a culture like tattooed on my forehead one day. You never know, man. Nah, you need like, here we go. Heat, culture. Just yeah, heat, I mean, no, culture. it's not even like you... You need to wear culture. You need to drink culture. You need. It's like I, I'm. I'm done with it. Okay, unacceptable. I'm, I'm drinking it All right, right now. Here you go. Let's hey, move on, Danny. Let's go. move on. Well, to, Get out to of the here. Po- Both of you choke on culture. To, to the point of Caleb Martin. Culture Martin. 
<laughs> yeah. Where would he be getting those minutes? Because I think Haywood Highsmith is a better defender. Yeah. I think Haywood Highsmith needs to get those minutes. I, I said that he was going to be a starter over Kevin Love eventually. It's already happened. Now, Kevin Love is getting minutes. I think yeah, Jaime right. is going to get his minutes. I, would you? Right. If you had a pick between giving minutes to Jaime or Caleb, who are you picking? I'm going Jaime. Solana, who are you picking? Jaime. Picking the hot hand. I'm going with Italy. Yep. My boy Italy Chris. goes with the hot hand. Always I mean, go with the hot hand, Jaime. I mean, I think the upside is with Jaime. Triple J is it's going to be where the upside is. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I think you're doing a disservice to yourself by not allowing Caleb Martin to sort of have more opportunities because at least you know that it's been proven in big moments. No, uh, I mean, you know, you know, Jaime's been good, but I mean, well, I mean, look, what, what's Caleb the, what's Martin wasn't a knockoff either. Look, look, you have to understand, Spo and the culture. Once the playoffs come around, <sighs> he'll go ahead and he'll put in the person he feels is necessary for that series. Exactly. So I think if, if, I think if Italy don't worry up about culture, the experience, <laughs> if Italy so, brings up culture, the- he's the only one. Chris might just <laughs> turn off the camera. Because look, what you have to understand is, for for the, for example, for that Milwaukee Bucks series last year, Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo were not working out together. It just wasn't looking good when they were on the court at the same time. Mm. But all of a sudden, you got the Bucks, Giannis, and Brook Lopez's slow ass. Oh, put Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo out there. Brook Lopez can't keep up with those guys. Yeah, but that's because that's because Kevin Love spreads the floor, or well, if he's going to be put that, into that, the paint, he's going to take the paint up from Bam. Right. Well, my, like my, that's my, not my culture. No, that's like strategic right. basketball, like which is Spo. Right. And I'm not going to say culture again, even <sighs> though it is culture. But my, my, my point being, my point you, is, you broke Chris, that Spo literally changes his lineup to like you, you figure like common sense. Obviously, you're going to like, mm-hmm. but he really does. Kevin Love and Bam were not working last year. Look it up. They were not meshing well. They weren't playing well together on the mm-hmm. floor. But they brought that series up, and they're like, you know what? Kevin Love, bam, let's go. And it worked. And nobody saw that coming. But Kevin Love and, and bam were the difference in that series. Obviously, Jimmy playing out of his mind. Obviously, I can't take that away from him. But that was like the, the unspoken difference in that series was the fact that Kevin Love and bam out of bio were too much for Brooke Lopez to handle as Giannis's, uh big man next to him. So – I, I think if he, if, he see, if he feels like this moment is too big for Jaime, he's not going to have an issue putting Caleb back in there for more minutes. And I think that that's the, the beauty of what Spo does and his experience. So I think that's why he's the best coach in the league right now. And I think you don't have to worry about Caleb getting minutes because if Spo thinks it's necessary, he'll get them. So don't worry about your boy Caleb. He'll get him if it's necessary. Uh, so uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ali. First off, you guys didn't know me before. I was a huge Kevin Love guy, and I knew he was going to bring a spark, and he is bringing the spark. That's number one. Number two, Spo plays the guys not only that are hot hand, but what fits in every single game, as we all know. It is heat culture. I'm sorry, Chris. It's heat culture. You play the players with the hot hand. You play the players that are best for the system in that moment. Caleb will get his time. He will get his time. It's all good. All right. So Thomas Bryant didn't play. I think Thomas Bryant is officially out of the rotation. Listen, you know who yeah, else 100%. didn't work? You you know who else? Oh, God. 
You know who else didn't work, Danny? You know who else didn't work? Right? You know who else didn't work? Cody Zeller and Bam Adebayo. That didn't work either. You know who else didn't work? I mean, it worked all the way up into the finals. Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Absolutely not. That guy's bagging groceries. Okay? You know who else? I think it worked against the Knicks in the second round. Listen, it's not culture, guys. Get out of here. How about, you know what? Move on, bro. Get out. So, uh, <laughs> Thomas Bryant out of the rotation. First, pat the rat. Okay, let's not go there. This is oh, not a God. Knicks podcast. Come this on. is a Heat podcast. Get out of here. I was bro. talking about the Heat outperforming their opponents in the playoffs last year. Thomas Bryant out of the rotation. I think that uh, some people were happy about him because Todd of his Day. offensive prowess, but he is one of the worst defenders in the league. I think statistically, he might be the worst big man in the league. So I thought that this wouldn't work, and it looks like that's where we're at. I don't think it's going to work. Solana, you think Thomas Bryant sees the min- any significant minutes barring injury? I mean, I'm, I'm more of an Orlando Robinson guy. I saw he got, you know, the, the minutes in garbage time yesterday. Yep. Um, I think, you know, I think he's definitely the way that the Heat should go. I like mm-hmm. the minutes that he gave the Heat last year, you know, whenever we, you know, we had to insert him in the lineup. And honestly – um, you know, I would have preferred Spoda, you know, to go with him this year instead of Thomas Bryant. But I, I see why he went with Bryant just Not because me. of you know the athleticism. Yeah, he gives you a little bit more athleticism that that maybe Orlando doesn't. But Orlando is a little bit more, I, I think, uh, let's just say basketball-y sound. Basketball is that a word? Basketball-y sound. It's not, know. but we'll go with it. You know, you feel me? Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Uh, so. Italy, Thomas Bryant. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I agree with Solana. Um, I think he fits better right now. And like I said, injury comes, he's going to have to pick one. I think he's going to go with Robinson. And I liked what he did, even though it was garbage time. Flow was good. Rebounds. I liked it. All right. Wait, what are we uh, doing? Chris, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm going to wait. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Well, I was looking at, I was doing? looking at Orlando Robinson's stat line. I'm sorry. All right. So, uh, real quick. Before we, we go on to predictions for the next five games, because we will not be going back uh, live until next Thursday, right? We, we recorded early. So it's five That's games set. from here to then. So That's we're going to give those predictions. But uh, real quick, Tyler Hero, when he comes back, Duncan Robinson, well, I'm going to say, we know we talked about it last time, but just one more time. Duncan Robinson to the bench or Tyler Hero comes off the bench when Tyler Hero finally comes back? Uh, Italy. You got to go to the bench. Solana. I say you stick with Duncan. Chris. Yeah, I agree. I think you're going to have to stick with Duncan and let Tyler Hero sort of mold back in. Miami runs on Duncan. All right. I like it. So we got five games coming up. And let let me tell you who they are. We got the Heat are in Cleveland tomorrow. Then the Heat are in New York to play the Knicks on Friday. In Brooklyn to play the Nets on Saturday. They – host Milwaukee next Tuesday. It's an in-season tournament game. And then they host the Pacers next Thursday. And we'll probably come on live right after that game's over. So we got five games, are currently nine and five, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. How are you guys feeling about the next five games? I'll start with Italy. What do you think? Next five games. Uh, I think we're going to go... I think we're going to win three out of the five games. Okay. Do you think that they're going to beat the Bucks in the end season tournament? Yes. Okay. 
What are the losses? We got the Cavs, the Heat. I'm sorry, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Nets, I, the Bucks, and the say Pacers. It. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna lose to the Knicks and Pacers. Okay. Knicks and Pacers. Pacers too. By the way, the Pacers are the first team to officially uh, clinch a spot into the the tournament, the end season tournament thing or whatnot. Solana, what do you think about the next five week five games? I'm sorry. So I think the Heat go four and one. Um, you know, I think the Heat, you know, go ahead and beat the Cavs tomorrow night. Although I, you know, I I saw that uh, Bam is is probable, and I think I read that Kevin Love might be out. Um, you know, Bam is probable he's he's dealing with a hip injury. I saw the Ira tweeted that out. Um, so I, I think the Heat do win tomorrow, although the Cavs are a tough team, man. You got Donovan Mitchell, you got Jared Allen, uh a, a nice young team that they got going on there. You know, I think they go into you know into New York, an in-season tournament game, big game, you know, at the Mecca, the bright lights are up. I think Jimmy Jimmy wakes up for those types of games, and I'm expecting a big Jimmy game on Friday, November 24th, the day after Turkey Day. Uh, you know, Saturday, November 25th, you know, we got to just go, you know, take the train over, you know, over to the Barclays Center, and I think, you know, we just, you know, beat the Nets again, just like we did. And, uh, you know, it's a toss-up. I think, you know, if we beat the, the Knicks, like I said, I think we lose to the Bucks. Uh, I do. I think, you know, Dame and Giannis and it's it's the first home game, you know, after a long layover. Um, you know, I think the Heat kind of, you know, snooze that out and then come back with the win uh, at home against the Pacers on uh, on that Thursday. So according to you, 13 and six by next time we record. Uh, Chris, how are you feeling about the next five games? I think that the Heat are going to win only two games. OK. Out of the next five. And that's being realistic. No, that's fine. That's being realistic. That's not being biased. I think they're going to beat the Cavs. I think they're going to lose to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Because just they're going, they're going to. They're going okay. to lo- they're going to lose against. To be honest, I think that they might beat the Nets. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think they might beat the Nets. And I think that they're also going to lose to the Bucks and the Pacers. Okay. So that's, you have that's what going, I, I I have them going two three after this series. Two three. Okay. Two three. So you have them at eleven and eight starting yeah. next week. Um I, I think I honestly think that they might lose to the Cavs tomorrow. Um against the Knicks. Uh, if it was in Miami, I'd say the Heat will win. Uh I'm having a hard time seeing them beat the Knicks, honestly, on Friday also. Uh, the Nets won't have Cam Thomas back yet. Ben Simmons won't be back. They should win that one. I don't think they'll beat Milwaukee, and I think they'll beat the Pacers. I also have them going two and three over the next five. So I have them at eleven and eight. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Uh, but um, no, I think they'll lose to the Knicks. The Knicks are, are better than the people are, are giving them credit for. And at home, they have that crowd energy, especially for a Knicks Heat game, that that the the Mecca gets oh, up for that yeah, one. That- Oh, Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee, I think they'll lose, and I think they'll lose to the Cavs also. Um, but the, the Cavs are the only one that's a toss-up to me. I'm like 2-3, two, 3-2 three, three, maybe, but I think I think the two in-season uh, tournament games are our losses. 
Listen, I think that the fact of the matter is is that this is going to be a hell of a, a five game stretch for the for for the Heat, right. and it's it's going to be a five game stretch that they're going to feel at the end for sure. I mean, and well, then you got you got a game two days later. I mean, even even against the Pacers on December second, you know, then that's when you're going to have a longer break. So, well, that well, that, that was going to be my point. These five games might be a little tough, but if you really yeah. look at the schedule after that, it really softens up because right. Yeah. Yes. Right, the Pacers. Then you have the week off if you're not playing in the in-season tournament. You got the Hornets twice. Then you have the Bulls again twice. Yeah. Damn, they're playing the Bulls four times in, in two weeks. Yeah. Almost. Actually, hey, I, got- I don't. I don't. Hey, Danny, I don't think they have the week off. I think there's gonna be a game schedule for the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, the teams that, like, yeah, right. The, the teams that don't make the next round, they'll schedule a game during that week. So you'll have like yeah. the Heat will play somebody. Really? You just don't know who it'll be. Yeah. Right. Oh, interesting. I did not know. I that. believe I believe the same thing as well. I, I believe right. that they left that gap open to facilitate right. some sort of a con- consolidation game or something. So, right. so there's right. a random chance that that the Nets and the Heat will play again. I mean, I, possibly. I, 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 I guess, guess yeah, because that's what they're keeping their space up for. Whatever happens going to the next round. So also, they just had a week off to recover. Okay. No, 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 no. That's even, that's no. even better. No, not okay. the NBA. Well, Outside of uh, outside of that, Timberwolves, Magic, Hawks, the the real next opponent after once December starts, like the real tough tough opponent, doesn't come until Christmas Day against the Sixers. And they'll have the Christmas Day against the Sixers, then the Warriors, then the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, the Rockets. Right. Yeah, yeah, things pick up in January, but from here till yeah. Christmas Day, these next five days are going to be telling for sure. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts, uh, Solana, before we get out of here? Yeah, man, I want to leave everybody with a little nugget that because uh, I know I know that, uh, you know, one of the questions you posed and something we talked about before was, you know, do the Heat have, you know, what it takes to get to the NBA finals and get over the hump? Oh, that's right. And yes. and and, you know, I'll, I'll end with that. And then, you know, we can we, we I guess we can go around the horn. But yes, yes, you yes. Know, my, my little nugget is, you know, Currently, the Heat in the first 14 games have only won four four, fourth quarters. So I don't think that they have what it takes to win the NBA Finals if they're going to continue, you know, on that path. I think they need to find a way to win more fourth quarters. And if they can, and they, you know, and then from now to the end of the season, they predominantly win most of the fourth quarters. Winner, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Real, I'm not looking at, uh, uh, you know, win or loss. You know, obviously they need to get in, but I'm looking at, you know, what quarters do they win? And I think one of the historically one of the quarters you need to win in order to win, you know, to be a champion is the fourth quarter. So that that's, that's my nugget, and and that's what I think yeah. uh, the Heat need to do. That's yeah. a great point because I think that over this winning streak where they've won eight of their last nine. It's been happening during the winning streak, but it's been an afterthought because they've been winning. And that's when last week I originally titled this, uh, and I changed it obviously afterwards, but I titled this, like, is the winning streak hiding some deficiencies? Because that fourth quarter uh, inefficiency is a glaring thing, but it's been covered up because of those wins. And uh, and I forgot, that, and that, that was a great point, Solana. Uh, Italy, do you think that this roster, as presently con- con- uh, constructed, could compete for a title? And uh, and final thoughts after that. I think 
you got to win all four quarters. You can't win two or three. And he'd have been known to go back and forth. And if the benches are going to step up, we won't make it to the, to the NBA final. You got to bounce back. You got to play consistent. Everybody's got to step up. The leaders need to step up. Bam needs to step up. And Jimmy, it's all, everyone's got to step up in certain moments. And if we can't do that, we will be screwed because there are going to be people that are going to be hungry for us to lose and hungry to pick up just to prove that he culture is not a thing. Boom. Chris, uh, do you think this team can compete as presently uh, constructed or do you think that they need something else? And final thoughts. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think that it, it bodes well to the Heat that the top eight teams on the East in the East, it, it's pretty competitive. Everything else below that, it's it, it looks pretty rough. I mean, we're early in the season, so just by default, I feel like the Heat can be able to reach the postseason, but they got some problems with this roster. I mean, you, you're talking about Tyler Hero taking already a knack in the beginning of the season. You have players who are filling in that role, like Robinson. And, and I mean, Jaime's filling it in as well. I guess he's doing his best, but he's not, you know, he's not a world beater, right? You you finally have, uh, you know, Highsmith. I mean, hopefully he starts to kick it into gear, but there's a, a couple more questions than answers when it comes to this roster and the depth that it has. So, I mean, you're not just looking at fourth quarters here, guys. I mean, fourth quarters are important, critical. They're critical. But when it comes to the roster makeup of a team, like you need to be able to know that you can go 10 deep at least in order to be able to say we can be able to make the postseason and be a powerhouse. So... I mean, I don't see it at this point, but hopefully you can be able to see some more durability in some players and a little bit more consistency off of the bench. I think this team is – go ahead, Salah. Are you going to say something? Yeah, man. All I was going to say was, you know, and, and this is especially for all the out-of-towners like Italy, uh, and, and I think Chris needs to hear this again. I, I know you live in uh, Miami, but – You're high on you, culture, you, bro. You, no, man, you, you need to you need to visit, you know, Flanagan's a little bit more. You need to hit up La Carreta a little bit more and get your cafecito, get your croquetas. Those are the, you know, two of the top spots where you can find the most culture around Miami. So, I mean, I think you really need to hit those spots. Um, you know, I wanted to throw that out there. If you want, Chris, you know, I'll invite you. You know, we go to Flanny's. You know, I'll invite you to a you know. A glass I might of be going to Flanagan's more often in the future. So yeah, I'm super down. <laughs> Absolutely, but I, sorry, Danny, but just I, I had to. No, throw no, that no, out all good. It's important, you know, for our listeners that you know that don't live in Miami. Yeah, no, but it's important for though. Hey, easy on in October, it's a pink cup, but you know, it's important for our out of town listeners to know, you know, the most important places where you can find culture. You know, when you come watch the Miami Heat in Miami. I, I love that. I think Chris does need a needs a little more culture in his life. Uh, oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah! With the, with the comment of the night, just there one shot, bang! I find, I find culture, culture at Tootsie's. Yeah, boy, <laughs> that's a great comment, Richard Greenberg. Uh, now I will tell you, ended off I, like I, that. I think that this team, uh, I think 
it does have enough to make a run at the NBA Finals. And I'll tell you why. Outside of obviously Spo, if Bam can be that guy we're asking him to be, which is the more aggressive. I think that Bam is one of the better overall big men in the league that nobody talks about. Right. Agreed. Like Bam technically isn't as good as Giannis because he's not as big as Giannis, but he's more skilled than Giannis. Bam is never considered for defensive player of the year. I'm not sure why, because he yeah. can guard one through five and do it efficiently. So if, if he can go ahead and productively score, I think he is that guy. Jimmy as a number two on any team is a championship contender as a number two. And, and I'm not talking about any Jimmy. Once the playoffs come, Jim, playoff Jimmy is a real thing. Like right. that's a real thing. I'm not even talking culture right now. Like playoff Jimmy is a real thing. So if you can give me playoff Jimmy with a number one Bam, and give me Tyler Hero running the second unit, I promise you, I promise you, nobody wants to see the Miami Heat in the playoffs. And they just could letting be... you know, in Kendall, we call him playoff Hemi. <sighs> there you go. Playoff Hemi. Nobody wants to see Miami Heat in the playoffs this year or any yeah. year just because yeah. of the re- reputation that they've built, and they've earned that reputation. So yeah. with the present – am I saying that I? Oh, as soon as they make it, I'm like, oh, NBA Finals for sure? No. But I do think they can make it the way they made it last year. Last year, they were, what, a quarter or two away from being eliminated and not even making the playoffs in that playing game? Yeah. All of a sudden, they made it, and things changed. And it's it's like that with the culture. And I'll leave it there. So if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate it. Please, D five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Thank you for watching all the way to the end. And Mr. Richard Greenberg with the comment of the day. We appreciate you joining us. And until the next one, which will be next Thursday, have a good one. Eric Murdoch.